Hello, human. It's Allison. This is um, episode 188 of the Wild Edge of Being Human podcast. I just got off a call, business call with my Soli clients. What the heck is a Soli? Soli, S-O-U-L-I-E, is a nickname for clients that are in um, what used to be called a membership program I had that used to be called Soul-Full Success. They're basically soulful business owners, so Soli's. I just got off a call with Soli's. I see this thing that so many people are doing. I do it to myself too. And I'm working on changing this thing. And so this episode is called Stop Stabbing Yourself. I meant to look up um I, I meant to look up this quote that I put in my book by Pema Chandrone about the second sword. Let's see if I can find it quickly. Um, I, I just see so much suffering on top of suffering. And I see so much judgment. There it is. Here it is. I found the quote. I'll get to the quote in a second. There's a couple of core and identity beliefs I hear come through my clients, most human beings, even super successful people on a regular basis. It's not from their true self. It's a part. But that part says you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. The part should. You should this. There is so much obligation and self-judgment. In a chapter from my book called Judgment Destroys Calm, what if you didn't judge it? That circumstance, that already miserable thing that happened, what if you didn't judge it? As Pema Chandron says, just feel the rage Feel the shame, feel the guilt, feel the remorse, feel the resentment, feel the heat, feel the fire just as it is. Not escalating it any further, not repressing, not turning it into something hard. We thinking humans often make things so much harder than they are by judging. What if you didn't judge it? And... Now, here's the confusing part, because it's really nice to envision what if I didn't judge it? Oh, and then we can have a moment of peace. Well, then it would just be hard, but I wouldn't be judging it for being hard. We live in a world, and we are biological beings that are like our biology scans nonstop our biology, our neurobiology, the way we're made is set up as an, as a 
natural organism to look for threats. <laughs> we're, we're set up to look for threats. And then we're conditioned to protect ourselves. We're conditioned to avoid disconnection. And so this is what we do. We have this like internal radar detector. Am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. That person's doing it better. This person's doing it better. I shouldn't be suffering. I shouldn't be suffering. I'm not suffering as much as so-and-so is suffering. My business is behind. My business is ahead. Whatever stories, and we call it stories that we make up. Yes. Do you remember that you are a natural nature being, just like those green frogs. I don't, I don't know, frogs, right? Y'all have seen some of these poisonous frogs. Y'all have seen all kinds of animals in nature that when they're threatened, they have a physiological response to protect against threat, right? To know that they're threatened, they have to be always scanning for threat. You as a human being, you as a soulful business owner, you as a partner, a spouse, whatever role you're in, you as an organic creature of nature, have subconscious scans for threats going on at all the time. And you've been conditioned. This is not about being a victim, but you've been conditioned to fix threats. You've been conditioned to please other people. You've been conditioned to worry about what other people think. You've been conditioned to avoid rejection. You've been conditioned get this one, to avoid feeling difficult feelings. I asked my clients this morning, because I didn't want to assume everybody was this way, but how many of you were told, don't feel that? How many of you were not allowed by your caregivers, by your school, by your environment to feel what you felt. Many of us, many of us. And this is not about being a victim. It's just noticing, oh, it wasn't safe for me to feel discomfort when I was a child. So I have internalized that discomfort means I'm not safe. And so here's what I see in grownups. We are anxious, we are depressed, we are stressed, we are overwhelmed, we are confused, we're in comparison, we're all these things. And we t- and subconsciously what's happening is our internal radar is saying you're not safe, you're not safe. And my sweet, wonderful, amazing, wise therapist said to me a couple weeks ago, this was profound. I was not feeling psychologically okay. And I said, I'm not okay. And I can't remember the exact language he used. He did it very gently. And he said, how about I am safe and I'm anxious. I am safe and I'm feeling sad. I am safe and I'm feeling great loss. Oh, and it just landed. And this is one of the things we came away with on the call today because I have many clients who are going through very difficult circumstances. 
human circumstances. And one of the things that breaks my heart is seeing somebody going through human circumstances and denying themselves the actual reality difficulty does not make you a fucking victim to be sad when a family member has died. It does not make you a victim to be suffering when you have experienced great loss, overwhelm, confusion, When you feel rage, shame, guilt, remorse, resentment, heat, feel the fire just as it is. I know many people going through circumstantial fire, things I can't control. Mama dying, daddy dying, all kinds of problems, having heart attacks, whatever it is, business up, business down whole bunch of people in the tech world got laid off. They don't have a job right now. I'm sure that is terrifying. That is legit scary for some people. And we make it harder by making ourselves wrong. And so a couple of the teachers that I've been really learning from lately and just yumming up their work is Dr. Becky Kennedy, I think is her last name, Kennedy. And uh, obviously parts work, but um, Gabor Mate. I've just been listening to his stuff over and over and over again. There's something so soothing and permission giving about his voice. And I was listening to um, the, what did she call it? Breakdown, Mayambolics, Mayambolics Breakdown Podcast. And she has an episode with Becky Kennedy and she has an episode with Gabor Mate. And one of the things I shared from those podcasts, I'm kind of made a clean, a little, I made a little, a little stew, a little goodness stew for my clients this morning. Um, Dr. Becky says, I am good inside. And she, she's a parenting coach. I don't have little kids, but I am listening to everything that she says because I am reparenting my parts. And so she comes from this premise that we're all good inside, right? And, and, I like this idea of wholeness, right? And so I was talking with my clients this morning. Imagine for a moment that you knew I am good inside. I am whole as a human being and I'm whole as a business owner. No matter what goals or strategies or systems or processes are or aren't working, I am good inside. I am whole as a human and I am whole as a business owner. And that is the first place of identity that you came from. Because what I'm actually hearing in identity and have heard for 20 years as a coach is this is the problem I'm having. This is the goal I have or haven't reached and I'm doing it wrong and I'm doing it wrong. And everything in business, right? Like, what are the blocks, right? I'm a life coach. I'm a business coach. I'm here to help you see your blocks so that you can overcome your blocks. So that you can create the life of your dreams. (laughs) Well, anything that comes up to block you, right? If overwhelm, confusion, procrastination, comparison, frothing, doubt, fear, anxiety, Anything that comes up to, quote, block you is actually something coming up to protect you because it's afraid you're going to feel something you don't have the capacity to feel. Why? Because when we were little, we were taught not to feel. Um, I, it was one of those two. I don't know if it I think it was Gabor 
You can't learn how to regulate a feeling you don't allow yourself to feel. We are not allowing ourselves to feel, and that's where we're getting like in these little whirlpools in life. Um, and by the way, this this like wouldn't it be so nice? It's like we have this awareness. Oh, I'm judging, and then we stop judging, and then we feel better, and then that's the end of the story. But as I told my clients this morning, life is like laundry; it never ends. <laughs> right? The growing, the learning. Part of the reason is because we are swimming in water, we don't know we're swimming in. The, the air we breathe, especially in America, especially in consumer-driven capitalistic society, it just is. I don't know that it's going away. It may destroy itself, but it just is. That the, the air we breathe conditions us to not trust ourselves, to not listen to ourselves, to buy something instead of feel something, to fix instead of feel. Like we, are, we wake up every single day and we, I, I call it, we, we step into a world of forgetting. We step into a world that is set up to make us forget. And so... Not that this is this horrible thing. This is not about like, woe is me. I live in this place and in this world and this time where everything is set up to forget. It's, oh, hi, I am a soulful being having, um, living a human life. I'm not just having a human experience. I am living a human life. And the context of the world around me is set up X, Y, Z. And to navigate X, Y, Z, these are the tactics that will be useful for me. For me, I find remembering who I am useful. When I remember that I am calm, clear, compassionate, source energy, self energy, capable, able, confident, creative, and whole, when I remember these things, my behavior communicates that. And when my behavior communicates that, things work better in life. My relationships work better. My business works better. My sales process works better. My client delivery works better. But when I start forgetting and my nervous system and internal system starts feeling the threat of rejection, the lack of safety, subconscious lack of safety, and this was a big distinguishment. I said what my therapist said, like, I am safe, And I'm feeling anxious. That distinction right there, huge. I am safe and I'm sad. I am safe and I'm recovering from a heart attack. I am safe and I'm confused. But without teaching our body that it's safe to be me here and now, our body is going to assume it's not safe because it wasn't safe back then. And in a world of forgetting, it's not necessarily safe. So... It is safe for me to feel. It is safe for me to feel uncomfortable things. And a sweet client said today, and I get it. She's like, I just want it to stop. Like, I'm so, I'm self-aware. Like, I'm so self-aware. I get it. Self-awareness is a pain in the ass sometimes. It's exhausting sometimes. And I want to share a little practice that my dad taught me a long time ago. 
especially for those of us out there who are subconscious fixers, right? Those of us who are protective devices go to fixing and solving problems and helping other people. Sometimes there are things we can't solve and people we can't help and experiences we can't escape. We just have to be in them. And so we have a choice. We can disassociate from them, which is another way of coping. Or we can stab ourselves with the second sword and judge it and make ourselves even more miserable. Or we can say, God bless. My dad taught me I was, I was in a, I was in a relationship thing with somebody at work and it just consumed my brain. And my dad was like, just say, God bless Jane. God bless Allison. Whenever you think of that person and you get irritated, say, God bless Jane. God bless me. And the other night I've been waking up at four or five o'clock in the morning, wide awake with not like palpitating anxiety, but just anxious thoughts, lots of, lots of thoughts, lots of to do. So lots of fixing thoughts. And I don't normally wake up in the morning with these anxious thoughts. And one morning I woke up and I had angry, I was angry because I was anxious and I checked in. I was like, not only are there anxious parts, but there's angry parts. And I've been practicing the concept of all parts. Welcome. Not necessarily at four o'clock in the morning when I sleep, but trying instead of saying, oh, I'm so mad at myself for being angry and anxious. And I decided to try my dad's little trick. And I just said, God bless you, anxiety. God bless you, anger. And this morning, that's what I did when my anxiety came, got up to do the dog's anxiety came. And I started thinking and thinking and thinking and trying to solve all the problems. And then I was just like, oh, God bless you, anger. God bless you. And the way he taught me was, is the idea is to surrender to a higher power in this case, God, bless, trusting that whatever the blessing is, I don't know what the outcome is supposed to be, but that God would bless it. And so I want to offer that up to you, that instead of stabbing yourself with the second sword of judgment, that when your rage, your shame, your guilt, your fear, your remorse, your resentment, your heat, the fire, your suffering, your irritation, your doubt, your exhaustion, whatever uncomfortable feeling comes up, and even the judger, that perhaps you begin a practice of, this is what I say, I was like, oh, hello, anxiety, I see you, I'm here for you, I won't leave you. God bless my anxiety, God bless my anger, instead of, I hate my anger, Because at four o'clock in the morning, that's not the time and the place for me to sort out my anger. It's just not. It's not good for my sleep, right? And, And I will create time and space to sort out my anger with my therapist and my journals. But I don't want it to come out on my family. I don't want it to come out in my business. And I certainly don't want it to come out at 4 a.m. So hello, anger. I see you. I see that you need some attention. God bless my anger. And God bless my anger feels so much softer than hating myself for waking up at 4 a.m. being angry. Hi, my name's Allison. I'm 50 years old and I am learning how to be with uncomfortable feelings. I'm learning that it's safe to feel feelings. And in a business context, this can go for any context, but I work with business people. So in a business context, if I'm safe to feel, 
all my feelings, then it's also safe for me to be visible. Then it's also safe for me to make offers. Then it's also safe for me to take time off. It's also safe for me to not work. It is safe for me to do any of the do's of business, do and marketing, right align clients, exposure, visibility, communication, frequency, serving people before the sale, sales um, activities, sales processes, sales offers, sales follow-up, sales delivery or offer delivery, um, finances. That was another thing we talked about today in Soli's about... Oh my God, how people asking, you know, like I know how to do the delivery, but I'm a mess with um, tracking my income and expenses and taxes and all that other stuff. Okay. That's something we can learn. But judging it, telling yourselves you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. Who remembers Mr. Mom? You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. And I hear that little doing it wrong voice. And so what if we said, God bless the little judger in me that says I'm doing it wrong. God bless my anger. God bless the judger in me that says I'm doing it wrong. And so I leave you with that. God bless or spirit bless or universe bless, whatever works for you. Simply bless the judger in you. She's just scared. She's just trying to protect you and keep you safe. I wish it was easy as a snap, but it's really a practice. We have to build the muscle memory. We have to build the new conscious to become unconscious Ways of both thinking and being in our body. Y'all realize you can't change your nervous system with a thought. You can't create embodied safety with just a thought. It's a practice. It's a, it starts as a cognitive practice, but we've got to learn how to be in the physicality, sending the physical messages to our body of safety. That's a skill many of us adults do not have. We just don't. It doesn't mean we're bad people. We're still whole, but it will make, (laughs) by learning these skills of physical presence, embodied safety, embodied compassion, embodied (laughs) self-compassion, practicing, immersing yourself in these skills. It's like laundry. It never ends, but it will make life better. Will it stop you from being anxious? No, that's not possible. I told my clients today, part of my anger is so mad that someone told me that the world looked like the container store, all all perfect and pretty. And the fact is life is messy. There are plenty of perfect and beautiful moments, but there are a lot more messy moments in life. And this just is. It is neither good nor bad. It just is. And my goodness, I wish I had. I wish I had. And since I didn't, I better not judge it. And what I can do is I can become a woman who learns how to meet and care for and lead with compassion my difficult emotions. It is safe for me to feel. It is safe for me to be beat. I'm good inside. I am whole. My business is whole, even when places of it are missing. I can learn how to regulate any feeling I have. And if I'm willing and able to feel anything, then I can do anything I want in life. I can have hard conversations. I I can do anything. 
Judgment. This is the chapter from the book. Judgment destroys calm. I'm going to read it again. It's very short. What if you didn't judge it? That circumstance, that already miserable thing that happened. And you can exchange miserable for frustrating, irritating, annoying, overwhelming, whatever it is. What if you didn't judge it? As Pema Chandron says regarding when things fall apart, just feel the rage, feel the shame, feel the guilt, feel the remorse, feel the resentment, feel the heat, feel the fire, just as it is, just as it is, just as it is, not escalating further, not repressing, not turning it into something hard. Quit stabbing yourself with the second sword of judgment. Replace judgment with bless and compassion. Bless and compassion. Not only cognitive, but figure out how to bless physically and figure out how to have compassion and presence physically. We are thinking humans. We thinking humans often make things so much harder than they already are by judging it. What if you didn't judge it? Bless you. Bless any uncomfortable feeling that you're experiencing at this time. I know that won't end it, but my prayer is that you bless it instead of judge it. My prayer is that I bless me instead of judge me. It makes it so much easier. Hey, um, my book's coming out December 6th. Um, I am accepting members for Soulies right now. I have space for five more people at coachwithallison.com. If you're listening live on a video stream, say hi. If you're listening on the podcast, find some way to let me know that you're listening. It helps to know from time to time that this work might make even the tiniest bit of difference. I know it makes a difference in me just sharing it with you. And every once in a while, hearing that it's made an impact on you helps me keep going. Peace out, and I'll see you next week.